Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Famous, famous document is the Monroe Doctrine uh, in the 1820s, it, which said, essentially, keep out. This is our little region over here. Well, that couldn't be implemented at the time. There was a deterrent. It wasn't the Russians, it was the British. The British fleet was just too powerful, and the British Army was. That's why Canada is not technically a colony of the United States, though it's more and more becoming one in practice. Uh, but many, several efforts to invade Canada were beaten back by British force. Uh, the, uh, and the U.S. also couldn't uh, conquer Cuba as it wanted to do in the 1820s because the British fleet was in the way. Welcome to the underworld. I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Access America. This is your history. This is your this country. Is your this, country. Is this is America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Jarcodes Productions. Go back in time, back with, in time us. with us right now, right now. on Public, Public Access, Access America. America. And in general, the Monroe Doctrine couldn't be implemented, uh, but it was understood by the deeper thinkers that that was a temporary affair. Uh, John Quincy Adams, who's considered the great grand strategist of uh, uh, early American foreign policy, and in fact, the probably the author, certainly the intellectual author of Manifest Destiny and the Monroe Doctrine, uh, he uh, explained uh, in the 1820s that, yes, we can't conquer Cuba now, the British are in the way, but if we wait, Cuba will sooner or later fall into our hands by the laws of political gravitation, the way an apple falls from a tree, meaning we're going to get stronger and stronger, the British are going to get weaker and weaker, and pretty soon we'll be able to uh, conquer Cuba. Well, that in fact happened in 1898, 
Theodore Roosevelt, uh, who was incidentally an incredible charlatan, uh, put on his uniform, you know, made sure the photographs were taken properly and, you know, led the uh, famous effort of the Rough Riders to uh, help what was called liberating Cuba. In fact, what it meant was preventing Cuba from liberating itself from Spain, as it was just about to do, and turning it into a virtual colony, as it remained until 1959, and it has been under constant, unremitting uh, terror and economic warfare ever since, for pretty good reasons. This is the first foreign policy goal of the infant empire, and for it to move towards independence is uh, pretty shopping, shocking. Uh, in fact, we know why the attack on Cuba is so savage, and it is, to realize how savage it is, you really have to look at the details. Uh, it began with extensive terror, straight terror, uh, under Kennedy and Johnson and went on. But uh, particularly savage and striking is the economic warfare. I mean, huge resources uh, go into ensuring, to, to tracking every ship in the world to make sure that it doesn't stop somewhere and pick up some steel that might have Cuban nickel in it. And if it does, it's going to have to be barred from U.S. ports. Uh, much more effort goes into this than to, say, tracking terrorist finances and sort of minor things like that. It's really a, a, an, a, an obsession. And the reasons are explained in the internal documents that it's a very free country, so we have a lot of internal records. Uh, you go back to the jo Kennedy-Johnson years, uh, the explanation was that uh, all of this is necessary at that time, significant terror activities, uh, because of Cuba's successful defiance of policies going back 150 years, meaning to the Monroe Doctrine. No Russians. That's to scare the domestic population. It's successful defiance of the Monroe Doctrine, uh, which established that this little region over here is for us to run, and independent countries are not tolerated. Uh, well, this, the Cuba case is a kind of a, is an interesting one in the study of American foreign policy. I mean, for decades, the American population, the U.S. population, has been in favor of normalization of, relation, of uh, relations with Cuba by large margins. But it's normal for the population to be disregarded. That's called democracy. But what's less normal is that uh, American business is in favor of it. Now, typically, foreign policy is almost a reflex of business interests. But in this case, major sectors of American industry, uh, agribusiness, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, energy corporations, you know, big guys, uh, are in favor of normalizing relations. But the state is overruling them. And that is unusual. And I think that reflects one of the few uh, really uh, meaningful, significant principles of international affairs. Most of it is kind of at the level of Wilsonian idealism, but uh, there are some real principles. And one of the major principles, I think, ought to be called the Mafia Doctrine. Uh, international affairs are very much like the Mafia. The Godfather does not tolerate disobedience. It's too dangerous. It doesn't matter how tiny it is. It could be some small storekeeper somewhere who isn't paying his protection money. That can't be tolerated uh, because uh, 
to borrow Kissinger's terms, uh, the virus can spread contagion elsewhere. Uh, others may get the same idea. So it's not enough to send your goons in to get the money, because the Don really doesn't need it. You have to beat them to a pulp and make it clear to everyone else that this kind of behavior is not tolerated, maybe in the realms of magic realism, but not in the real world. Uh, here we have to make sure that there's discipline and successful defiance cannot be tolerated. It's a bad message. Actually, Arthur Schlesinger, a well-known liberal historian who was Kennedy's chief Latin American, one of his chief Latin American advisors, uh, he explained it when he presented to the incoming president, President Kennedy, the report of a Latin American mission that Kennedy had established to sort of lay out policies for the hemisphere. And he pointed out that Cuba is a real problem. And the problem, he said, is the spread of the Castro idea of taking matters into your own hands, uh, which might influence other countries in Latin America where people are suffering from the same kind of repression and violence. And once you allow that, then the virus might spread contagion and the whole system of domination might uh, erode. And that's what you hear consistently in internal policy planning from liberals like Schlesinger and Kennedy to whatever you call Henry Kissinger, I'm not sure. I don't want to use the word that comes to mind, so you make up your word. But, uh, right across the spectrum. And it's a very rational policy, which is why it is never abandoned. Uh, to the public, it's called the domino theory. You know, if uh, Vietnam falls, uh, Ho Chi Minh will conquer California and so on and so forth. That's what you present to the public. And of course, when these things never happen, you say, well, it was a mistake, you know, it didn't understand, and so on. But the authentic domino theory is never retracted, because it's right. It is perfectly true that if you allow a successful defiance somewhere, uh, others might get the same idea and try to take matters into their own hands, and pretty soon the system of domination erodes and collapses. Actually, that's what's beginning to happen now in South America, and it's very worrisome to U.S. planners. That's why you have the kinds of actions I briefly mentioned before. Uh, well, that's, uh, uh, all of this is pretty straight in, in the internal record. As I said, we're lucky to be in a very free country uh, where we can really get access to what internal planning is. We're also, from another point of view, lucky to be in a very disciplined country, so nobody ever hears about it. Uh, but it's there if you want to do the work. Uh, for uh, the National Security Council, highest planning body, back in the early 50s, explained out the primary threat to U.S. interests in Latin America. It said the primary interest is posed by radical and nationalistic regimes that appeal to the masses of the population and seek to satisfy the popular demand for immediate improvement in the low living standards of the masses and develop development for domestic needs. And these tendencies conflict with the demand for a political and economic climate conducive to private investment with adequate repatriation of profits and protection of our raw materials. 
the last phrase is George Kennan, who explained that it's just kind of like an accident that the raw materials happen to be somewhere else. They're really ours. We've got to protect them. Uh, and in fact, uh, a large part of uh, uh, subsequent history follows from these conceptions, which are completely unchallenged and make perfect sense. You know, if you're the godfather, those are exactly the right principles, so they're not challenged. Uh, that's Zelaya's problem. He was starting to uh, stray from orthodoxy. Uh, he was beginning to offer a very mild challenge to these fundamental principles. Uh, the New York Times, using terminology that is rare for them, so I give them credit, uh, reported that the coup reflected uh, a class division. Rare term in U.S. Uh, discourse. It, reacted, uh, it uh, reflected a yawning political and economic divide. For the small upper class, Zelaya was becoming a threat to what they call democracy, meaning the rule of the most powerful business and political forces in the country. Okay, that's successful defiance. Uh, and he was really going pretty far. For example, he, he raised uh, uh, the minimum wage a little bit, a miserable minimal wage in a country where 60% of the population live in poverty. But if you're an observant Don, you notice things like that, and it's dangerous. You start with raising the minimum wage, pretty soon you lose control of the world. If we can't control Latin America, we can't control the world. Uh, so something, so plainly he had to go. It wasn't a small thing. Well, Honduras is a sufficiently uh, small and weak state, yeah, and it's sufficiently under U.S. control uh, so that it was possible to resort to the classic method, military coup, uh, concealed, of course, with some polite rhetoric. Well, there have been major challenges to U.S. rule, and they continue, and they're taking new forms. Actually, last month, uh, we had an enlightening demonstration of uh, our incapacity or maybe unwillingness to consider what these challenges tell us. It was a very interesting month. Uh, the month, November 2009, it was largely devoted to celebration of the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the Soviet Union, surely a memorable event. And there were eloquent uh, testimonies to the lesson that we learned from these amazing events, uh, the power of nonviolence and the power of idealism. And that's true enough if uh, we keep ourselves focused, laser-like, on the crimes of enemies. Uh, looks a little different when we look elsewhere. So, for example, there was another 20th anniversary in November, uh, just one week after the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. Uh, hey, Petey, have you heard about this new podcast, Public Access America? You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool, not good enough. But are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio, or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes. 
Adam, I gotta hear the latest episode of Public Access America now! Oh, watch the bomb! You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time! It's so cool! Go check out Public Access America! Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.